Hello and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meet. This is the podcast where we meet exciting, famous and all around amazing people. And here to introduce us to someone brand new this week, it's Bex. Good morning. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, Bex. I love all those greetings. Hello, Sean. How are you? Who are you chatting to this week? Oh, so many people. The postman, my dad, you, but probably the one we're here to talk about is Sophie Doll. In one plot twist, one week, we're going to get the postman, the dad. We're going to get all those people <laughs> on Fun Kids Meets, which would probably make for a very interesting episode. Oh, they could tell you some stuff about me, I'm sure. But but we've, we have lovely Sophie Dahl on this week, uh, who is the granddaughter of someone who you may know, uh, Mr. Roald Dahl, off of Classic Books. Yes, so she's followed in the family trade. Sophie Dahl is now a children's author, and uh, she's got a brand new book out. And yeah, I mean... She's learned from the best, let's face it. Did you know Sophie was the inspiration for the character Sophie in the BFG? Do you know what? I did know that. I did know that. I've taught you well, young Sean. Um, She's also, yes, the granddaughter of OG children's author Roald Dahl. So, yeah, she has some pedigree. She has some big boots to fill. She has some shoes to fit into. I don't know why I can't stop talking about shoes. But it's true, though. That was the first thing that came to mind. One when your when your grandfather is one of the most legendary authors of all time, how how do you go about even thinking about following that legacy? Well, oh, well that's such a philosophical question, and not one I asked her, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it felt it felt a bit too heavy-handed to ask that question, uh, but she, I can say that her book is beautiful not only is it it's it's um it's not like Roald Dahl books it's a bit uh more of a slight kind of a picture book I would say so she's doing her own thing which is what we like to see different to Roald Dahl I say and the the pictures she's got in it are beautiful they're so cool and the book itself is all about a big old sleepover and also I really resonated hard with it because um when I was a kid I don't know whether you had this you'd have friends over to stay and then after a while you'd be like I'm bored now and you've kind of interrupted my general day-to-day life please can you leave (laughs) a nice insight (laughs) into Bex's mind there uh, kind of and that is that's what happens in the book with the main character because the book the book's the worst sleepover in the world isn't it yeah, basically, the girl who they get to come over is a little bit annoying. Uh, but it turns out she's maybe just a bit more scared of um, of being away from home. That's probably what it is. I thought you were first going to say, I resonated with this book well because I just always used to have terrible sleepovers. <laughs> I had good sleepovers, but you know, there are some, you know, when you've got a guest coming over and you're like, oh no, oh, you're going to ruin this day for me. It's a bit like that. That's what it is. Also, on the front cover, um, looking at the characters... Uh, the one in the middle holding the white flag gives me Anna Louise vibes, who presents Weekends on Fun Kids. Oh, really? Hadn't hadn't thought of that, but I'll have to, to check it out again. I'll have to go back and have a little look. Did you? Did you? Sorry, I should give you some little um, extra snippets of stuff from this interview, shouldn't I? Really? From, yeah, give us know, some behind-the-scenes gossip. So it turned out when we when we logged on to have the chat, Sophie Dahl was nearly as excited to speak to me as I was to speak to her. Because <laughs> oh, here she... we go. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fun kids fan fan. And she said at breakfast that morning Her and her kids were talking about how she was about to speak to me And I was like what? And she said yeah we love listening to fun kids I'm very excited to speak to you And she also at one point said Oh I must go and get my husband's headphones And I was like your husband's Jamie Cullum Actual jazz artist that's really cool Um, So yeah she is uh, a fun kids listener A fun kids fan Sophie if you're listening to this um, hello And she was a delight And it got to a point where you can probably hear midway through the interview, I forget I'm interviewing her and I think of her as just a friend I'm chatting to. So oh, <laughs> but that's always weird. nice, isn't it? 
It was lovely. We got on so well that, yeah, I just was like, I just want to be her. I want to go and sleep over at her house. I think I'd be a really good guest. I mean, maybe that should be that. That could be the next interview for the sequel. I can imagine a nice gimmicky interview like that would be that would be fun. I reckon she's somebody who's got really lovely, soft kind of blankets. I think she'd provide the best popcorn. I reckon she would know all of the coolest films to watch. I just think so if you and I would be best friends. Good blankets, popcorn and film taste. I yeah. love it. That, that, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. And it's a good vibe. So let's find out more about the uh, sleepover, which is, sounds the opposite of the one that you just suggested, <laughs> about the worst sleepover ever as Sophie Dahl chats to Bex. I am joined right now by the author, Sophie Dahl. Hey, Sophie, how are you going? Hi, Bex. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I have read your book and it is one of the sweetest books. It's really put me in a lovely mood for the day. So thank you for that. Has it made you ready for a sleepover? It's made me ready for a sleepover, but it's also made me want to control the sleepover to within an inch of its life. That's what it's, it's done to me. I think this is a sensible response to the book. <laughs> because, of course, your new book, The Worst Sleepover in the World, um, it brought back a lot of memories for me uh, when I was younger, having sleepovers and planning the biggest, like, bestest bonanza, like, plenty of parties. But actually, it, it never goes according to plan, does it? Never goes according to plan. I've decided that sleepovers are a bit like New Year's Eve, where... <laughs> You go into it with the best of intentions. You think you're going to have the most amazing time and then it never quite goes according to plan. It's Um, always quite tricky. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and and that seems to be every sleepover I've been to, every sleepover we've had at our house. It just it seems to be a universal thing. Well, we had a sleepover once where we'd um, my mum and dad had got um, cooked pizzas for everybody. And then while well, we had our back turned, the dog ate the pizza. So that was immediately gone. <laughs> well, it's normally the dog eating the pizza or somebody's sick. That's, <laughs> that's also the other one that seems to be high up there. I was telling my kids uh, this morning that I once went on a sleepover where the mum... Um, told me just before I went to sleep that they had a poltergeist in their house. <laughs> I was awake most of the night. I was so scared. Um, and she said they had, they had a poltergeist that threw spoons and forks. So I just went to bed in mortal terror. Oh, why would you tell anybody that, let alone a visitor in your house? I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. It was the 80s. <laughs> it's a different time, different time. Different time. Well, um, in, in your book, you have uh, lovely Ramona and you have her pal Gracie who comes round um, for what is expected to be the party of the season, let's face it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what go- what happens at this big sleepover? So Ramona and her sister Ruby are really excited because Gracie is coming for their first ever sleepover. They've planned it all week. They're going to dance like wild things. They're going to throw putty on the ceiling they're going to eat all these exotic snacks. And then Gracie gets there and Gracie has lots of likes and dislikes and it just starts feeling not so fun. There are fun bits, but it starts gradually just feeling not so fun. Um, And mum is stuck, is stuck in the middle. So it's about, I guess, navigating expectations and friendships. 
it is because it's that first friendship. It's their first sleepover. It's a really big deal. And, you know, in your head, you think sleepover, you think midnight feast, you think watching movies, playing games, chatting all night. Often what happens is you're asleep by 8pm and you've only had like a nibble of a sandwich. But still, the expectation is there. But I think slowly but surely Ramona's realising that maybe maybe Gracie's not the, the, the most fun person she expected. <laughs> I think I think Gracie is really just a bit anxious because she's only been on one other sleepover and that hasn't gone so well. <laughs> so I think what happens is Gracie starts to unravel a bit and she starts telling stories that are, you can tell there's a real edge to them. So all of her stories have a slightly tragic bent and mum is really trying to keep the whole thing, the show on the road. Um, and yeah, it's, I think the other the other big piece of it is it's about how everything, however old you are, always feels better in the morning. Yes. Oh my goodness. Mum is a hero, by the way, because she says that. She says, I think tomorrow morning will all be a bit better. And not only is she wise, she's also great at making pancakes. So she's there in the morning, <laughs> making them up. She, Yeah, she looks a little bit tired, a little <laughs> bit afraid, but she's making pancakes. I loved her. She, there's a line, uh, which I'm sure if parents read it as well, they will absolutely clock this. There's a bit where she talks about how she used to work dancing on a Saturday night. And there's like a slight level of like, but you know, <laughs> things change. Expectations vary. Don't worry about it. Um, so I'm sure kids and parents will love this book in, in very different ways. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, tell me, were you a little bit inspired by Five Minutes Peace for, uh, by, um, as, as an author from years ago, Jill's, I want to say Murphy. Or She's called Jill Murphy. So Jill Murphy, yeah. So Jill Murphy uh, also wrote The Worst Witch. Um, Five Minutes Peace is a is a classic. So, yeah, I um, it's that's about the Large family. And Mrs. Large is just trying to go off and have a bath in peace. But her kids just keep wanting wanting her attention and her bath just is not the piece it's meant to be yeah i think that um that story is a is a classic in our house it's it's and again i think it's both kids and parents can really relate to it <laughs> it's it's, like, it absolutely well who did you relate to more were you relating to uh the kid characters because you obviously you've been a kid yourself and you've got kids or were you relating to mum thinking poor old mum she needs to catch a break here I think probably a bit of both because I do understand that feeling that you need to do your recorder solo right then and there <laughs> to your mum, even if she's having a bath um, or read a bit from your book. And also I do understand as a parent that sometimes you just want to actually go into the bathroom and shut the door and not have anyone come in. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to your ideal sleepover, what what would you plan? What would you make sure happens on the perfect sleepover? My ideal sleepover would have, um, I would have lots of salted chocolate. I like chocolate. Uh, I like a mix of sweet and savory. It would have um, some really good movies. What would I watch? Um, or actually, I'd watch Anne with an E back to back. Have you watched that at all? I haven't, but um, a lot of people have told me I would love it. It's so good. I would watch that. I would have salted chocolate. I might dance like a wild thing. And would I throw putty at the ceiling? Maybe. What would yours be? 
Well, I was thinking about this. I think um, I would have lots of popcorn, lots of chocolate, like yourself. I'm a big chocolate mm-hmm. fan. Um, I think I'd have ambitions to stay up until four in the morning. Uh, but I think I'd fall asleep at about 11, probably, maybe 12. I think, I think I would fall asleep at nine. So you're, you're, <laughs> you're currently winning. And I think I would have a little Disney marathon. I think I'm talking like Coco, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, like lots of back-to-back Disney films. I think that's what Heaven. I'd go for. Sophie, you've made me really, really want to sleep over now. <laughs> good so yeah good that's what this book should do and not tell me do you have dread a dread one no absolutely not I, I, do you have a perfect pancake recipe as well are you like mum in this are you an excellent pancake maker I'm a good pancake maker yeah I do uh I do good crepes with Nutella or with sugar and lemon but also I make because I lived in America for a long time I make good American dollar pancakes the thick ones oh nice so we're all going to come around to your house for pancakes right yeah, you're welcome to stay up all night and then eat my pancakes. Amazing. Now, before I let you go, Sophie, um, I do a little kind of quick fire round with authors on Fun Kids. Um, so I just wanted to do that with you now, if that's okay. Kind of this or yes. that kind of game, if that's right. Uh, lovely stuff. So first up is super easy. Books or Kindles? Books. Everyone says it. Heroes or villains? Ooh, both. Oh, okay. Film adaptation or TV adaptation? TV. Hmm. Night Owl or Early Bird? Night Owl. <laughs> Writing or reading? Both. Oh, both. Okay. That's For some reason, every author finds that question very difficult to answer. <laughs> it's, really, it's really tricky to answer, that one. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I thought that would be a really easy one, but nobody, nobody's enjoyed that question so far. Um, Hogwarts or Narnia? Ooh. Ooh. Hogwarts. Okay, I, I appreciate it. it took you a little time there. Yeah. Um, do you use your laptop or do you write by hand? I used to write by hand and then I really had a case of the dog eating my homework because <laughs> I was staying with someone and I left my notebook downstairs and the dog ate it. <gasps> no! Yeah. So you learned your lesson? Yeah, and that was with my first novel and so ever after that I wrote on a computer. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I can understand why. Um, do you write nine to five or do you write whenever you fancy? Um, I write, um, when do I write? I write probably 10 till three. Oh, very civilized hours. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Lovely. Uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Paddington Bear. <laughs> that was very definite. Yeah. And finally, the big one, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Salt and vinegar. Yes! <laughs> it's the best one. Salt and vinegar. Cheese and onions a bit unsociable. Yes! Thank you. Yes. It's unsociable. Honestly, you could have said anything for the questions. It's just that one I care about the most, <laughs> to be honest. Um, before I let you go, I just want to give a shout out as well to your illustrator because your obviously your story is brilliant, but also your, the pictures in the book are, are beautiful as well. You must have been super happy with how it all came together. He's so brilliant. He's called Luciano Lozano and his pictures are so, so funny. I'd seen another book that he illustrated, which I loved and it made me laugh out loud. And when I thought of this book in my head, his pictures just made it totally, totally come to life. I can't imagine the characters any other way. Oh my goodness. They just, uh, those pictures capture the spirit of the book so well and just complement your writing. You must have been, yeah, you must have been thrilled with it. 
so thrilled and also just like I when I first held a copy in my hands I just laughed because I love also there's a particular picture of Gracie when she's really really tired and past it at the end of the night where she's about to have what she calls a very big shout and <laughs> he, just, he just he really gets it it's honestly it's such a wonderful book um I thoroughly enjoyed it um and congratulations Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, lovely Sophie Dahl. Oh, I really think we could be best friends, Sean. Honestly, Sophie, if you're listening, just just drop me an email, funkidslive.com. Just drop me a little line and we'll we'll sort it out. I think if there is a The Worst Sleepover 2 or The Even Worse Than Last Time Sleepover, I think whatever interview or podcast you do with Sophie Dahl has to be some sort of sleepover. Please, can that be a thing? Honestly, I know you're joking, but I genuinely would love that so much. A sleepover with Sophie Dahl in her house, having a lovely time. Yes, please. Yeah, that sounds excellent. Um, thank you, Bex. Thank you, Sean. And you can hear from more interesting and excellent people by getting over to the Fun Kids website, funkidslive.com and checking out our interviews there or by smashing the follow button and then you can catch the Fun Kids Meets podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll see you next week. Bye. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.